We were designed for deep and intimate connection, but far too often we find ourselves on relational autopilot. You want the marriage you dreamed of, not the marriage that you're settling for. Each week we share personal and professional stories, giving you tools and guidance, empowering you to restore and reimagine the marriage you always wanted. Welcome to the Thrive Marriage Podcast. I talk with a lot of guys, husbands, and they often will come to me with this question. They will say, so my wife has said to me, I don't feel safe. Hmm. Don't feel safe with you. I don't feel safe. Like I can share what I want to share with you. You don't feel like a safe person. And it just comes up a lot. And the guys, the husbands are often, I don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. What is she even saying? Help me understand what she's saying. And it sounds like I want to be a safe person, but I don't even know what that means for me to become a safe person or provide. I don't know what she's talking about. So let's talk about that. That feels so relevant and on point. And, and I have heard, I have had many women and men, but the same scenario, right? Like my husband's not safe. I couldn't imagine being vulnerable with him. He's not a safe person. And so inevitably it leads to tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me what is it that leads you to feel that way? What is it that, that you would like to see change? We start exploring it. And because all, all of it makes me think about like, again, in the realm of like things I had never heard before, never heard that. I had never heard that. What is that safe? This is a safe place. I'm a safe person. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And back then when Mark and I started working on our stories and we were involved with that ministry that kind of was the place where we started doing that work, I can remember the first time I was sitting in a small group and they had us open this book up to this thing they call the safe group agreement. And we read through these items that we were committing to one another to try and make, create this safe space. But I can also remember Dan Allender saying once, like, we can do lots of work to try and make this safe for you. And here are the things that we do that are designed to help foster safety. But in the end, the only person who can keep you safe is you. And that was such an important moment for me to go, huh, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that mean that I'm the only person that can keep me safe? And so... It's not your job to make it safe for me. It's my job to make it safe for me. Let's talk about what even safe means though. Like that's, and then get into what does it mean to make myself safe? So safe is, safe can be a confusing term because when you slide into second base, you're safe (laughs) and, and there's a safe in your house that you put things in this locked box that you can put things in. There's the safety officer, schools in middle schools and high schools, right? A a safety officer. There's, there's policies in organizations designed to create safety for, for the employees. And the reason I'm going through all these things is that there's something about a level of containment that safety implies that the box, the the safe, the lock box that you put things in, there's 
a containment that's there. The person that is in the school to provide safety is there mm-hmm. to, to create some order, to create some containment to the school that, that someone is upholding and watching to make sure that any aberrant behavior is going to be corrected and you can walk down the halls in safety. And so when I think about safety, I think about some level of creating containment where, where I know that I am, I'm going to be okay in this space. And even those rules that you talked about for that mm-hmm. group, right? There's safety rules, this commitment that you're coming to that there's understandings of how we're going to be together mm-hmm. and how we're not going to be together. Which I think I, I love as you named all those things, like those are all so familiar. And yet inside the midst of all of that, I'm, I may feel really unsafe, which is what, how would I even know I'm feeling unsafe? Right? What, yeah, like, what are some of the things you feel? Well, and I think when I think about women that, that have said that, or even maybe where I have felt that it's like, I'm not sure how you're going to respond. I'm not sure that I'm going to be, that my personhood and my dignity is going to be honored by you. Another way to say that is like, I'm afraid I'm going to get attacked. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be believed. I'm afraid I'm not going to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing you say is that unsafety has some level of fear. Oh, for sure. That you're feeling some kind of fear. That lack of containment, right? right? There's no guarantee. And so what you just said was that you're afraid of being attacked. Mm -hmm. You're afraid of being dismissed. Mm -hmm. You're afraid of being dishonored. And similar with attacked is, and, and attacked can be both verbally or emotionally or physically. It can be any form of attack. Well, and it Uh, could come in dismissal. It could come in not being believed. We're in that sort of that realm of relational safety. Okay. So then that, then it seems like, okay, obvious. Now we'll just make a checklist. And so as long as you respond in ways that are affirming of my dignity and I, and you tell me you believe me and, and you don't attack me, it should be safe. Should be. And that's better. Yeah. Let's get it's, to it's better. That's better. That goes back to your group rules of commitments. There is some list doing everything doing. we can. We're doing everything right, we to can. create safety. And why I think it was important to me when I heard Dan say those words, like the only person who can keep me safe is me, is that if I don't If I don't believe that my story is believable, if, if I feel unsure about my own dignity, if I question my worthiness, you can tell me all day long that you believe me and that you value me and that you've heard me and I'm gonna struggle to let those words in and to let that be true. 
if I, yeah, so that's my work. And I think we start to be in that space of agency that we've been talking about. Yeah. Where we've, where the pen has gotten taken out of your hand or you've laid it down. As soon as the pen's taken from your hand, as soon as you lay your pen down, your sense of safety decreases because somebody else has all the power. And that, and that is a very, that we go back to the place of someone else has all the power. That's a very scary place to be, especially when you're entering into these vulnerable places of wanting to share your story, right. of wanting to invite someone into that editorial place that we talked about in the last episode, that if there is a place like that, then you for sure want to have safety. And the spouse can do all they can to offer that to you, but there's something that you need to do as well for your own self. So it's this, again, going back to our words, this co-created space. What is a husband? What is a wife? When their spouse says, I don't feel safe with you, what are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to tell, say? Tell me, tell me more. Help me understand what feels unsafe for you, which is the hardest thing in the world to do when the person that you love and that you are like forging this life with says to you, I don't feel safe with you. You're going to feel shame. It's inevitable. I don't care how secure you are. Right. Like in that moment, you're, it's, ah, I, this person I love is telling me there's something about the way that I am being with them that leaves them not feeling safe. That feels terrible. Well, that scares them. As we right. It produces fear in them. That feels terrible. And we, we could do a whole podcast just talking about that. For the sake of this conversation, just to know if your spouse says that to you, that is such incredibly hard space to be in with them. But really, if you can not get defensive and you can stay curious and just say, tell me more, I want to understand what that means and try to take in the information that they're giving you and then be willing to say, okay, I need to think about what you said. Because I'm going to venture to say that most of us in the moment probably can't respond really well. Tell me more and let me think about that. And let me think about that and let's talk about that again. And I would say one more thing to that is let's talk about that again tomorrow. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll talk about it again tomorrow. Not someday out there in the future ambiguously hanging. Not just left hanging, but let's talk about it again tomorrow. That gives me enough time to think about it, consider it, pray about it, journal about it, reflect on it, whatever it is. And then we're going to come back to it tomorrow because what I don't want is to leave you hanging. It may be that's a conversation that the two of you can get through together. You can step away. You can go, wow, I do that. If it's, if the answer is, I feel like you, you jump on me or you try and fix what I'm saying, or you have a hard time seeing things from my perspective, or I feel like you don't believe me and you walk away and go, I do that. I do. I tend to want to fix. And sometimes I don't believe you, but that's about me. Then you can come back and have that conversation. And I think other times the circumstances, whatever 
maybe at play. You may have been trying to create safety with your spouse for a really long time, and they, no matter what you do, it seems that you may be married to someone that just their own sense of unsafety is something like you cannot seem to overcome, and you may need some help. Because that exists also. The, the things that are making it unsafe for one or both of you may exceed what you can work through by yourselves. So in the realm of where we've been over the last several weeks and talking about story and sharing story, this is an important thing that safety is something that as you're bringing your story, part of the preparation to bring your story to your spouse is to believe yourself, mm-hmm. honor yourself, to engage your own story with a sense of this is important. It's important to me and it will need to be important for my spouse to hear. And so you you do some of your own work in creating that internal safety with yourself and then you come to your spouse. And I think even in, in coming to your spouse, you may not be in a place where you're able to say, I totally believe myself. In your sharing, it may be important to say, I'm having a hard time here, but this is what's come up for me. And part of me feels like, I don't even know, maybe this doesn't matter. But then you're inviting your spouse to hold that with you. It's not their job to convince you that it matters, but but they then at least know, hey, what you're inviting me to be in is that you're wondering if this matters and I can hear that. And I I can be there with you. It matters to me. But that at least safety in part is tied to you owning what is going on for you, being clear about what's going on for you and being able to own that as you sit with your spouse. So in the show notes, we've made a a PDF for you with a link in the show notes where, where we'll talk about the issue of safety and some of the prompts that we have for you is, is not how to create the safety, but maybe more the prompts are around the, uh, the questions around where do you feel afraid? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Where are the places where you feel afraid with your spouse to share something, to invite them to something, to, to give them feedback about something? Where do you feel afraid? And that's going to be some important work for you to do for yourself. And, and maybe it's an opportunity to each of go through that and then bring those things to each other. What a beautiful conversation that could be. Uh, to bring those things to each other. So those will be, that'll be there in the show notes. And then also is the link to the the story mini course that we've just uh, put out there that will invite the two of you to investigate your story more. So that's there as well. This is a lot. I do want to say one last thing before we sign off for today. And that is that if you are listening to this podcast and you have a sense that as Tracy mentioned, that there is an unsafety in your marriage that Mm -hmm. has been perpetual, that has been consistent, ubiquitous across, across the relationship. And that maybe you're just wondering, maybe there's been some physical violence. Maybe there's been some sexual violence. Maybe there's been some emotional violence that's happening in your marriage. This would be a place for you to right now, just pause, consider, pray, and then seek some outside help that to go back to your spouse and name, I don't feel, I don't feel safe with you. If you've already felt that violence 
in your marriage and your relationship, then it's time to get help. It's not time for more conversations. You're not going to be able to make your spouse safe if that's already part of your relationship. Yeah, I would just, I would say back to what we were saying a minute ago, which is you have to take responsibility for you. Yes. And so if you've been living in that level of violence, the first step is to break that silence with somebody who is on the outside that can help you discern the best path forward for you. It's not to go to your spouse and say, I don't feel safe with you. Yes. That, that would not be your first step. Yeah. That may be a step somewhere down the road, but that's not your first step today. And so if you find yourself there, also in the show notes, we have a link uh, and some information of where you can get some help. Yeah. All right. We'll see you the same time, same place next week. 